Welcome to the Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for March 27th, 2022, the fourth Sunday in Lent in year C. And we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm tired. <laughs> Doing good, doing good. Uh, but um, you are tired, yes. Yeah, uh, I think since we last did this, uh, the the your baseball concerns have been resolved. They have. I yes, I watched a preseason baseball game on the television yesterday for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. first time this season, and I was gonna say, ah, why bother? It's a preseason game. No, it was fascinating. Yeah, there were there were interesting plays and discussions by the commentators and that sort of thing. So I'm glad I did it. Yeah, uh, my my sports concerns uh, continue, but that's uh, that's my hockey club's issue. Um, so, uh, but uh, but they're playing kind of one could say <laughs> from time to time, periodically here and there. Play does happen. Uh, play, yeah, playing it could be uh, considered as commencing. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, it we're we're you know, we, we've got another Sunday in Lent, and then we start to get into, like, the – and then, what, liturgy? Like, we've got the Palms and Passion. Palm Sunday, Holy Week. Yeah. So All we got, those good times. So technically speaking, just looking at the, the way the calendar is labeled and structured, we have the fifth Sunday in Lent coming up after, and then uh, – a a service like I'm not sure exactly how this works out, and maybe you can explain for the uh, to the listeners at home. I have two liturgies earmarked for the for April 10th. One is called the Liturgy of the Palms, and one is called the Liturgy of the Passion. Yeah. Uh-huh. And do we do them both on a Sunday? Do we do like <laughs> halvesies or halvesies? Halvesies. Gotcha. Well, but okay. You can do either one. Uh huh. If you and many places will do halvesies in that the first part of the service commemorates Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of the service roughly um, covers the passion of Jesus, as in the arrest and death of Jesus, that we um, also commemorate on Good Friday. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember... Uh, I don't remember doing halfsies. I always remember Palm Sunday, which is why I, I, I paused. I almost said like, and then we're into Palm Sunday, but then I was like, there's two, there's yeah, two, we'll... <laughs> there's two things here. Wait a minute, what's we, the other? We will on Palm Sunday. We will be solely focused on Palm Sunday. Okay, yeah, because because we offer services uh, throughout oh. Holy Week. So right. Um, so so someone can walk Holy Week as the early pilgrims to Jerusalem, Christian pilgrims to Jerusalem did, mm-hmm. um, of making sure you're in town in time for Palm Sunday and that you stick around for the following Sunday for the resurrection for Easter and in between do the services of Palm Sunday to keep you off the streets. So uh, just so that we can uh, put things on people's calendars, uh, Holy Week is uh, like there, there technically are services every day in Holy Week uh, as far as, as what, what is uh, available. Um, there's uh but yeah. they don't get they don't get special names Monday of Holy Week Tuesday of Holy Week Wednesday of Holy Week and then and then Monday, Monday Thursday. Thursday 7 p.m. service yep Good Friday uh-huh. 7 p.m. service Easter Holy Saturday are we doing Holy Saturday Easter Vigil Easter Vigil yes 7 p.m. service 
and then Easter Day, 8 and 10 like usual. So uh, if you're behind on your church punch card, uh, <laughs> Holy Week is a great week to make up those uh, those That's lost right. assignments. Uh, and uh, so, and a lot of people, myself included, think they're the, the most moving services of the year. And yeah. each one's way different from another. So it's not like, here we go again, back to church. Yeah. And it says like, oh, wow, look at this and experience that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very, very different uh, uh, services, uh, to be sure. Um, but uh, in between now and then, I mean, uh, we've got um, this. This is uh, this upcoming is the fourth Sunday in Lent. Uh, and do we have, what, what all do we have uh, going on at the church? I mean, I, I know that we continue to have a Lenten. Uh, what are we calling those? The, the walks, Lenten the Saturday walks, yeah. The Saturday walks, uh, yeah. Saturday morning, nine a.m. Check the website, get the exact location for each week. That website would website would be holyfamilyfishers.org. That's correct. Gotcha. H F E C. If you like abbreviations. Dot org. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and uh, what, what else? What else do we got going on? Um, at th this week's relatively quiet. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it helps us to save up for next week when we'll have the um, conversation about. Um, shoot, now I'm blanking on the name of the movie that we're watching for our um, inspirations around racial justice. Famous Hollywood movie. Da, 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 da. Look on the website. Twelve, uh, Twelve Years a Slave. No, that was last. That month. was last. Last. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and I cannot remember the name. <laughs> Blanking. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. We're pausing. No. I'm just, uh, yeah, it, it is on the website. So, so yeah. this series. Uh, tell us more about this series, though, because I mean, we've kind of talked about it. It, yeah. it, it says a little bit just in the title, but um, yeah, every month, um, people watch on their own time the movie for the month and then we gather on zoom because that way frankly people don't have to arrange for a babysitter or anything and spend a hour or more uh, discussing that particular movie so we had hidden figures we had 12 years a uh, slave um and now for march we'll have bring um i'm not fighting it I, <laughs> I think the month after this is uh, 42, the Jackie Robinson mm. uh, movie. That's so good. And we continue on through the calendar year. The movie is loading <laughs> Just Mercy. Just Mercies, yeah. Just yeah. Mercy, Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, and Brie Larson. Yeah, it's a great movie. I don't think I've seen this one. It's worth seeing. And one of the things we um, talk about is... Even if you're not going to be part of the discussion, we're recommending to you really good movies. Uh, yeah. So it's worth watching that even on, even if your only discussion time is during coffee hour the next week, uh, it's worth your time to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, lots, still, still lots going on. Still mm -hmm. lots going on. Uh, uh, and, and as far as uh, uh, in-person uh, worship, we've introduced a number of things back into yeah. uh, quote unquote regular production. Uh, uh, but okay. 
word I used, the a word the church <laughs> would not sanction. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. we've got we're, we've got baked bread again. We've got uh, uh, communion wine, not sipping, but we've got it there. We got it dipping. We got it dipping, and uh, we've got uh, donuts back in the church. Which for anybody with kids, that's the only part that seems that that, that Sadly, matters. But true, I shouldn't say only, but it's top. It's top it, of the list. It, it, I think that's what. <laughs> pushes some households over the edge to being yes we'll be there every week <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i shouldn't apply it's the only thing for kids because right. that's cl- that's clearly not in true, addition to the fine but, christian formation yeah. they're donuts <laughs> right exactly exactly and good ones they're, they're real good donuts so uh so yeah the 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 donut coffee uh time afterwards uh, is, well, and with is, the weather nice the kids are loving the new playground yeah 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 finally able to get to get that into uh, pardon the pun, full swing. Uh, <laughs> aha. Good fun. I like it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just, just, uh, lots of, uh, of, of, uh, of returns to, uh, um, things that we have done before in the past, Very, which is, yeah. which is great. Uh, 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 I, I think it's fair to say that at the beginning part of COVID, there was some, some fun novelty to it. Uh, and I'm like, oh, isn't this kind of interesting and fun? And, 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 and that wore off by like week three. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then we spent year, well over a year in that position. Yeah. So it's nice to, to, to be in a position where we're, we're doing things again, uh, yeah. which, is, which is great. So um, let's, let's visit uh, this day in church history. Um, I'm going to bounce – some of this gets bounced around a little bit, but only because um, this is a very wild day in church history, uh, okay. uh, March 27th. I shouldn't say wild. It's it's incredibly depressing. Oh, so, no. I know. You're right. So, uh, you I'll, have dashed my hopes. I, yes. Sorry. I will start off with the things that aren't depressing. Uh, in 1329 – Pope John Twelfth issues Inagro Dominico, condemning 28 propositions of the Dominican mystic Meister Eckhart. Yeah. Uh, that sounded interesting. Uh, so I wanted to know more about like... What year was that again? 1329. Wow, was it that long ago? Seems like just yesterday. Just yesterday. <laughs> well, um, he's... Eckhart continues to be a very popular um, author. And okay. he was a mystic, and so one of the almost defining characteristics of a mystic is that they tend to not work within the authoritarian structures of whatever religious body they're in. Mm. And Eichhardt was no exception to that. So to this day, there are folks who argue about whether or not what he wrote is useful today or not. Oh, okay. Uh, and he still has his fans, and he still has his detractors. Interesting. Okay. But he, he wrote about the mystical experience of God, of an individual being able to experience um, even either just within their own selves in a very quiet way or in a more dramatic way visions of God that are not under the control of the church hierarchy. Hmm. Unlike, say, the sacraments, where... Um, particularly back then, the Roman Church could really control who received communion or not. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, that was the least depressing one. Oh no! <laughs> uh, then we go on to a string of uh, deaths, like uh, 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 of 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 you know, just the simple passing, like memorializing the end of a life of uh, of individuals. Okay, not um, violent the, necessarily. And the, yeah, correct. No, that's the last category. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> 
okay. Uh, uh, the, the only only to be truthful, only the first of which uh, uh, I, I had some questions on. In 1378, we see the death of Pope Gregory the Sixth. The and this is the part that I'm interested in. The last internationally agreed upon pope to reign in Avignon. Oh, okay. Uh, so um, anti popes will reign there, however. Because rivalries for the papacy after his death will result in the Great Schism, in which popes and antipopes vie for control of Christendom. Um, because uh, history is more kind to the to the victors, as it were, uh, the the people who reigned in Avignon thereafter, as quote unquote popes, are antipopes, right? Uh, and uh, identified as not uh, not the the official pope of the, uh, the the catholic church um do you like the the story tell us more about the story about the great schism because the title gives you kind of like a hint as to okay it's it's a big divide yes <laughs> doesn't really tell you necessarily what the divide is over it's one of those dynamics of a of a mixture of church and state mm -hmm. and France and the many of the Italian princes were in uh, strong conflict and you then you throw in Spain and um, other national powers that basically people were trying politicians as in royalty for the most part were trying to control who the Pope was mm -hmm. I mean what what dude got to do the job so there's always a dude um, and so the Great Schism had to do with France and the French Roman Catholic Church saying, this guy's the Pope. And simultaneously, the anti-French faction was, nuh-uh, we got the Pope. And one of the ironies to um, those of us who are now on the outside of that, like Episcopalians, it, calling it the Great Schism is really Christendom had already experienced the Great Schism of the Roman Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Churches dividing. Right. So yeah. that to us is kind of a, a at least as big a deal. This seems more, again, looking back, um, looks more like an intramural yeah yeah uh, conflict. Well, it's, it's also fighting conflict. amongst themselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, we see several more, uh, deaths that I will, uh, I'll give them name and mention. Uh, 1716 is the death of, uh, George Keith, an Anglican recorder. I was going to say, he's one I've heard of. Uh, 1837, death in Bankura, India of James, a convert, uh, from Hinduism, even though his family was Christian. Uh, 1889, death in Britain of John Bright, an English Quaker parliamentarian who is famous for his speeches and advocacy of reforms. 19... I think he was anti-slavery, but I'm not positive. I think actually that you are you are correct on that. Uh, 1920, death of Francis Nathan Pelobet. Pelobet? That looks like it. American congressional clergyman, uh, known for his annual volumes of select notes. Uh, Never heard of him. 1929, death in Lucerne, uh, Lucerne, uh, Switzerland, of uh, Charles Henry Brent. An Episcopal priest, active yeah. in ecumenical movement. I have heard of him. Uh-huh. Um, in fact, there used to be a retreat center called Brent House. Yes. In his honor. Uh-huh. Um, and then we have 
the the nastiness of humanity oh, uh, no. for the for the rest of them. Not uh, just dying in Switzerland in the sleep. <laughs> 1555, 19-year-old William Hunter is burned to death in Brentwood, England for refusing to accept the Catholic dogma of transubstantiation. Ouch. That was worthwhile. Uh, And I'll just point that this was when England was going through a a horrible time where it, it was like a pendulum swinging back and forth between being Roman Catholic and Protestant. Mm. And so, you know, for 10 years, 15 years, you could be on the right side of things, and then that king or queen died, and suddenly you're on the wrong you're side on the of other things. Side. Yeah, horrible. And you find yourself being burned at a stake. Uh, two events in 1930 uh, involving the Bolsheviks. Uh, they shoot Orthodox priest uh, Basil Borisovich uh, Kubinsky in, in Barabinsk. Uh, and they also uh, shoot a different priest in Bratskaya, uh, in the in Bratskaya Church, all anti-Soviet Soviet activity. So that was uh, lovely. Um, uh, 1981, Alfred Selapi, a Nazarene church planter and pastor and evangelist in South Africa, is attacked by two young men. Uh, uh, he would recover. That's there. There's a. After Good being, news. <laughs> after being stabbed eleven times, he uh, he recovers. So yay! <laughs> um, gosh, we're the worst. Nineteen ninety one, uh, the missionary uh, Linda Bethea is beaten to death by robbers in Kenya. Um, <laughs> Good God! Uh, this is I have not removed a single entry. This is this, uh, these are all the entries for the for the day. And in nineteen ninety three, security offers. And, and Shanxi province, China, descend on a house, church, and beat the leaders. They then force the lay Christians to beat the leaders, too. Aww. They beat and expose some of the church's women, hang some Christians from beams, and beat them again uh, <laughs> before forcing Lai Mengping uh, and several other badly beaten Christians to crawl 18 miles to a police station, fearing uh, uh, then Lai would die in custody. They order him to leave. He is found dead on a roadside, having tried to crawl home. Oh, my goodness. That was icky. 30 years ago. Yeah. So, hey, Yay. this day in church history. <laughs> Yay, church. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I knew it was bad when I was able to categorize them. Yeah. <laughs> and I had one that was not about death or dying. Uh, and it was about condemning somebody. <laughs> somebody's. <laughs> propositions uh um so if this is news to other people out there uh that are that the church history is dark uh uh please know that i i remove uh lots of entries uh that 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 show up on this website uh for for my uh my uh this day in church history usually it's stuff like this but i had to point out that Apparently, there's nothing good about this coming, <laughs> this this coming Sunday. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, no, I won't even say it. But and yet, don't say getting, it. It's cursed. Don't yeah, say anything. Yeah. Don't even look at it. <laughs> make, make, don't even look at it. Don't make your eyes bleed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, ah, with that. Let's uh, get into some scripture. Let's get into scripture. Uh, I wonder if uh, anyone's going to die during this one. <laughs> I haven't looked forward yet. Let me see. Um, let's start with our uh, first reading for the day. Joshua 5, uh, 9 through 12. So chapter 5, verse 9 through 12. A nice short 
and sweet one. Uh, the Lord said to Joshua, today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. And so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the Sunday after Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, the unleavened cakes, and, part, and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce of the land, and the Israelites no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Cana, Canaan uh, that year. So um, this is the... We, we have the story about um, the long-standing story of the um, Jewish people uh, wandering the wilderness, getting manna in the morning and quail in the evening, right? And right. This is the end of that period of time. This is this is basically the documentation of like, hey, yeah, when they got here to Gilgal and they ate the the, the food of that land, it was over. So the the mm -hmm. Uh, which which is kind of like it, it's kind of it's a sign of coming home. Yeah, uh, which which is nice. Um, Though they had not been there before, so it's be more like right. arriving. This home. is the, this is the home that they were promised. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 God, in in modern terms, God bought the land with a forty year mortgage, uh, but they weren't allowed to move in. <laughs> They weren't allowed to They're move sort of in a until own sort of right, right. They weren't allowed to move in until it had been full, paid in full. So, uh, and when they did, they didn't have, they didn't need the um, the, the assistance anymore. Um, mm -hmm. Well, not only that, they were not allowed. God was saying, "You're no longer going to have it that easy." Now you're gonna now you're gonna have to to, to work work the the hills here yeah. and 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 uh, and actually toil in the soil mm -hmm. uh, as as my uh, uh, family used to phrase toil, really toil in the soil. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> right. It usually did involve chores. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, yeah. So I, I, the I'm interested in the word Gilgal. Uh, so they imply that 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 name has something to do with the the, the phrase that uh, the Lord says to Joshua. Today I've rolled away from from you the disgrace of Egypt. Do we know in Hebrew what the word Gilgal means? Circle. Circle. Okay. Yeah. So it may not be as exciting as you hoped. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting because it, Joshua, the, the author of Joshua, says. Um, and so, as a result, because of this phrase, we call it Gilgal. Yeah, it, it's a just so story. Uh, yeah. How did this place get its name? Well, we it, call it Circle. <laughs> I have follow-up questions. Well, okay. If, if, <laughs> at the, Why at, not call it, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, remove disgrace or uh, promise, mean. promise made, promise kept. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it is because near the beginning of the prior of that verse, God said, God is quoted as saying, "Today I have rolled away." Ah. So it, it refers back to that term. Gotcha. It's uh, re rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt, which no one knows what that means. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? We don't know. 
and you know, lots of guesses, but it's ambiguous. Um, yeah, I can, I can just imagine like the the Jewish readers uh, going, "Our disgrace, <laughs> our disgrace of Egypt." <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't have disgrace. My, my parents didn't have disgrace when they were getting, you know, beaten and while enslaved, yeah, like, well, making mud bricks. To, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, the the closest thing that there's any consensus on is it doesn't refer too much to so much as to what happened in Egypt, but rather what happened during the forty years of traveling, mm. where repeat and. Joshua's the book of Joshua's perspective that um, Jewish people were repeatedly disobedient to God. That's yeah, that's true. But then that wouldn't be Egypt, you know. That's I mean? why it's ambiguous. Yeah, <laughs> and and I would understand if it was like uh, you know rolled away from you the scar of Egypt. Yeah, you know uh, the the pain or you know th this imagery of like making whole. Uh, uh, having finally having brought to fruit this uh, this this promise that was made, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting way for uh, the Lord to have phrased it. Um, well, and the other okay, this is sort of the rated R portion is easy. <laughs> yeah, is what we don't get in this reading is that it's immediately following the account of the circumcising of the nation. Oh, fun. Yes. <laughs> so that's why there's, um, that's why there's the theory that now the people were going to be faithful. They were literally marked as God's own and it will be easier for them to remain faithful because they'd have that physical, the men would have that physical reminder of whose there are, who they belong to. And so that place to this day is called Ow! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I mean, circle. <laughs> sure. Easier to spell. <laughs> there was no there was no consensus on how many W's belonged in there, so they just went, they went back with circle. Um, um, so yeah, I, I mean... As I kind of pointed out, this is a pretty short and sweet uh, uh, reading here. It's only four verses, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of uh, two of the verses basically kind of repeat the same concept of like, hey, yeah. the, the the food stopped. The, the the food being provided by God, you know, mysteriously on the ground stopped to be replaced by the food provided by God from the land, right? Directly uh, uh, that they 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 were to live in. Um, Anything that I'm missing about uh, this, other than the backstory of like they're all bandaged as they uh, are receiving this? Uh, well, this exactly. word? I mean, it, it's not really the backstory; it's the beginning of this story. Yeah, um, it, I mean, it's right there, one verse before. Um, the big thing is that this is the first time that the people could celebrate the Passover in the Holy in Israel in the gotcha. Holy Land. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it, so I, I imagine that there was then some period of time bef bef between when they got there. Uh, no, was he, well, when they got there and then they, so that they, 
instead of setting up camp, they start they you know erected homes and kind of got fully settled and before Passover is kind of the the feel that I get from it was that they arrived and and it is it like literally the next day or kinda kinda <laughs> okay yeah ba- yeah basically they crossed the Jordan River and then. The Lord says to Joshua to make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites. Um, because none of the, according to this book of the Bible, none of the men born after the departure from Egypt had been circumcised. Mm. And so now it's time for all the males to be circumcised. Is that where the disgrace was? <laughs> <laughs> there, There's some theory that maybe so. Maybe so. Interesting. But... But the meaning here is that the Israelites were now beginning to live the covenant relationship with God in a way they could not live when they were enslaved in Egypt and while they were on the road for 40 years. Um, Mm. Now they could settle, and rather than focus on becoming rich farmers, they could focus on God and their lives of faith. Interesting. Um, Anything else? No, that's probably enough for now. Let's move on to our psalm of the day, Psalm 32, which I believe is the whole psalm because I don't get like verses. uh, Right. It's 11 11 verses long. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those to whom the Lord imputes no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. While I kept silence, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Selah. Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not and, and did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Selah. Therefore, let all who are faithful offer prayer to you. At a time of distress, the mighty, the, the rush of mighty waters shall not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with glad cries of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Do not be like a horse or a mule without understanding whose temper must be curbed with bit and bridle, else it will not stay near you. Many are the torments of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Uh, okay. Ob- <laughs> obvious question first. Sella. How bad did I butcher it? And what does it actually mean? Sela, you did very well. And I'm just, I'll, I'll be honest, I am double checking on the meaning. Um, yeah, I, 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 for those listening, I did not have many strokes uh, in between. It, it, <laughs> it is, it, 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 it was a, uh, it was it's a, a musical, this is what I thought, but it, it's a musical notation that occurs 78 times in the book of Psalms, and we don't know what it means. <laughs> but it was some, It's like some sort of musical notation? Yeah, it's like, play the bridge here. 
Huh. Or jam a little bit. Or but we don't know. The Lord be here. <laughs> <laughs> Got, or do like a do do some sort of musical yeah. something. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Two bits. Uh, interesting. Um, all right. So in my head, I'm gonna I'm, I'm rereading this, imagining a gong instead. Sure. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. <laughs> okay, I was saying more. Like- <laughs> I was thinking more like a tuning fork to renew mm. to renew the note for the congregation. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Um, so then this is a this is a hymn. Yes. Yes. It is definitely M- more more a specifically hymn. a hymn. Uh, I, I know we've we've kind of like yeah. This one's really clearly a hymn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, the fact that it's musical direction and it still stays in the in the the translation is is interesting to me. Yeah, in the Book of Common Prayer, it won't. But um, yeah, if you're reading it in a Bible, it will. There, if it's a good Bible, they'll include even the stuff we don't know what what it means, and it definitely gives you the um, knowledge that this is a hymn with some kind of musical direction in it, even if we don't know what that direction is anymore. Do we have any other historical uh, information about this psalm, about this hymn? Um, I, I mean, I know it's probably not not down to the details of like, oh, the, 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 the arranger was this person with words by... <laughs> but um, do we have any other... Well, looking at it... we. D- Quick answer is no. You know, it doesn't have uh, any initials on it or anything. Right, right. Um, but it does look to be a hymn uh, that would be used during a service in which sin and forgiveness is the theme. Okay. Which there are various Jewish holy days to this day that do that. Mm-hmm. In Christianity, we have Lent, so it's very appropriate for the season we're in now. Mm-hmm. But it's that um, repetition um, I believe it's three times each for, you know, I'm a sinner and I'm forgiven. So, said three different ways. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture reading the words, who the speaker is in this hymn. Because it, normally, normally you would, the 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 hymn is written as, a, as as an individual or a group kind of voice. Right. We praise you. I you know I praise you know praise your name that kind of a thing. But I'm I'm interested in the way that it's that, that it reads in verse eight though with that. Uh, oh, how the voice changes. Yeah, the voice kind of changes yeah. only in that like you know. Happy are those who, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those. That's kind of more group voice. Right. Um, then in five, or sorry, sorry. Then in three, while I kept silence, my right. body wasted away. That's first that, person. That's first person. And you could kind of say that that continues to the end, but verse eight has other language that makes it sound like it's God. I think I think you're right. Okay, um, which is very common in scripture. 
Okay. Where okay. The, the voice changes and often, particularly modern readers who are, are used to, and then so-and-so said, and then so-and-so said, mm-hmm. uh, the Bible doesn't carry that kind of literary structure. So okay. part of it is having to follow. In, in many ways, it's more like a rock song where the even though the same singer is singing, the the singer's changing character. Mm-hmm, uh, maybe mm-hmm. the the first verse is a narrative introduction. The second verse is the man who has fallen in love. The third verse is the woman he loves um, who thinks he's a scoundrel. Gotcha. And you, only by context. And so listening to song perhaps more than once, do you catch on to all these nuances? Yeah, and I, I thought there maybe for a moment, for a very brief moment, uh, that perhaps the musical uh, direction uh, coincided oh, with the tonal shift, but uh, it, it doesn't quite. No. It doesn't quite work that way. Um, uh, but yeah, so the, yeah, verse eight, then, then it says, I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Clearly not um, those worshiping God uh, would have such voice. Yeah. Oh, God. Let me, good. I'm glad you're here. Let me tell you. <laughs> t- By the way, I let don't me want, tell you what's what. Don't be like a horse or mule now. Yeah. Uh, and like, no, no, no. And lightning strikes. Uh, um, <laughs> I do. It's, it's kind of funny imagery. It, like in my mind, it's almost insulting imagery. Uh, there. Now, don't be like a horse or mule. <laughs> All of this is like pray, you know, kind of prayerful. Yeah, and, and, and like now, don't be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> well, especially since... don't be a stubborn, stupid animal. <laughs> well, and especially since you know this is one of two verses that's God's voice, right? Where you know, oh, I praise you, and you're so wonderful. Don't be a <laughs> don't be a jackass. <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is it, it, that it. That does make it kind of kind of odd of, of like you know the, the 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 verses are all you know praise and God's like yeah yeah that's great uh y'all need me yeah. y'all y'all need Jesus really <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's nice that's nice you got a ways to go uh, just a reminder. <laughs> Just a reminder for everybody in the synagogue, no pushing, no shoving. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to tie. Right. Don't, it, it's so, uh, that is kind of, that is really funny that that's, uh, it's so, it, only the, the few verses said in God's voice are, are like, um, the, the first parts were really nice. I will instruct you. Don't worry. I'll be here. I'll take you. I'll show you the way. Um now I don't want you to be, uh, uh, you know, temperamental and uh, stubborn and. <laughs> okay, all right, I get it. I thought we were in this together, but I'm kind of feeling, kind of feeling put on the spot here. Kind of feeling called out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and that's the point. Is almost as soon as the human race talks about spiritual ideals, we insert. And you don't have them to anyone different from ourselves. Right. That's true. So this is in many ways God's response to that. Um, Almost anticipated um, self-righteousness. Yeah. That's 
That's exactly <laughs> rereading this. That's exactly what comes across. <laughs> yeah, don't get too full of yourself, though. <laughs> yeah, you're still a jackass. <laughs> I mean, it really is reads that way. Uh, and then it ends nicely. Be glad in the Lord. But it switches out of. <laughs> it's like, okay, God, we'll be glad. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, interesting. Um, well, uh, anything else about the song here? It this is I think this is a really good one to to sit with through the week. You know, pull it out each day and um, ponder it a bit because it 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 has humor in it. It has yeah, a little bit various insights, and most of all, it does have trust in God that mm-hmm. even though we are jackasses that God is still going to be steadfast. Yeah. God's love will still be steadfast with us. Well, let's uh, let's move on then. Yeah. Sella. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to our gospel reading. Rock and uh, roll. Chapter 15 of Luke, verse 1 through 3. Uh, skip a few. Um, 11b through 32. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country, and there he squandered his property in desolate living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his field to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough to, and, bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and get the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is living again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder son was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I never have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours came, came back, he you... Sorry. When, but when the son <laughs> of yours came feeling. back... <laughs> Who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. 
But we had to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. Um, so first things first, the way that our reading today starts off, uh, we skip a parable. Two. Two! Yep. What? <laughs> well, you only this ever... fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. And not the one that uh, we read. Right. Uh, it was a different parable. So what was the uh, what was the first parable that the... we uh, that, that that he that Luke, the author, puts in direct relation to the the comment of the Pharisees? Parable of the lost sheep. Okay. So this, these are three parables of lost, uh, and found. lost and found. The second parable was Is that the, the parable. Hmm? Is that the coins? Very good. Yes. Yay. I know my bibble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And part of this is what Luke often does, a pairing of mm -hmm. a parable, lost sheep, where a man is the hero, and then parable, lost coin, where the woman is the hero. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, uh, and then the, uh, the, the prodigal son. So are the, yeah. Where no one's the hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, where it's absolutely nuts. Right. Where, where, yeah. I mean, who's the hero of this story? I'm trying to, the, 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 the yeah. father for loving his sons, I guess. It, <laughs> it in a sense. It's hard to say because, well, first of all, it's a rich story, um, but also, I mean, this story is so rich that a lot of people have dropped from their minds that's fictitious, mm. that it, it has such power to it that they think it's a, a nonfiction story. Right. Um, and... Yeah, so it's it's a story that trans that is so full of truth that it doesn't matter that Jesus made it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those parables where like you can there there's less there there I, I think we do as as readers spend less time uh trying to interpret its its meaning because it's so like your 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 mindset's kind of already baked uh, on, yeah, on this yeah, one. Yeah. Like you you read it and it, it's uh, like trying to watch now watch the first Star Wars movie as if you'd never seen it. Right. Right. Just right. can't do it. Right. Or uh, 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 I was more thinking of uh, of um, oh shoot what was the uh, what was the Bruce Willis M Night Shyamalan uh, uh, one. Uh, where spoiler alert, he's dead the whole time. Oh, six cents. Six cents. Yeah. So like, that's a good, but much better. Example. Once you, once you, once you know it, like, like once you've seen it, like you can go back and, and enjoy it, but for maybe different, totally different yeah. reasons. Uh, yeah. You'd be experienced on a whole different level. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is, uh, th this is, we, we, so, so generally speaking parables, the, the the trick to parables is finding the 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 multiplicity definition uh, uh, to it. Uh, yeah. Like, how do you interpret uh, it? Um, this one, I, I suppose, this is more like 
you could put yourself into either of the th- three shoes that at you can least. that you can fill here in, yeah. in the story. Well, you say at least. Like, what do you? Okay, like, you have the father, right? You have the what's often designated as the rebellious son. Sure. You have the son, the dutiful son, uh-huh. is often the way it's labeled. You have the guy who makes the Jewish man feed pigs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have the servants who are called to now minister to the returned son, mm-hmm. even though in many ancient translations. Rather than saying simply, I don't deserve to be called your son, it adds, I should be called your servant. Mm. So the servant's going, oh, great. We'll have more help here. And it's like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so there, there's another layer of this guy doesn't deserve this. And we certainly don't deserve having to wait on this guy when he, he should be joining our team. Yeah. Our, yeah. our, our to-do list. Um, and there's the absent mother mm. that doesn't doesn't say why there's no female figure in this story which is particularly interesting because it's luke who almost always has a balance in the genders yeah so yeah so those are just the the real obvious ones um and you know various mystics going back to eckhart have in, inserted all sorts of others hmm. um you could even be the pigs I was thinking of, I was trying to imagine how I could be the fatted calf. Yeah. <laughs> which which Uh oh. <laughs> Actually there I did hear a, a student fellow student in a class I was taking um and the professor was talking about Passover mm-hmm. and the, um particularly the offering of a sheep and <laughs> this student raised his hand and asked so what's in it for the sheep? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so actually, that I guess that is a valid question. What's in it for the fatted calf? Yeah, well, the, the story the story would go from the fatted calf's perspective of like, oh, it's that guy. I'm good. Right. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait. The what now? <laughs> wait, what now? What did that guy say? Yeah. What did Dad just say? You're kidding me. I thought I had another six months. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a such a rich story, and mm-hmm. you know, for for a lot of people, this one and the Good Samaritan are their two favorite stories in the Bible, and both are fictitious, mm-hmm. and both are from Luke. Fictitious and yet full of truth, very believable. Like yeah, very like if we were to if we die, go to heaven, and get a chance to talk to Jesus, uh, um, it wouldn't shock me to learn like oh well. It's no one that they knew, but like, yeah, there was this man. I just based it off of him. Yeah, that like, yes, it wouldn't shock me just because of like, oh, okay, yeah, this probably this has probably happened dozens of times we over hope it has. Th- throughout the throughout the um, human, human history. history. Yeah, I mean, we hope it has. Um, and also probably wouldn't be shocked if it had. <laughs> also true, also true, because there's plenty of. There's plenty of instances on on all sides of like, why would you react that way? Yeah, you know, why would you go and squander your mm-hmm. your inheritance? Uh, why would you be mad at your brother who has been gone and is now you know destitute? restored to life? Uh, why why 
why would you um, forgive this son? Well, and and <clears throat> you know, again, this the richness of the story could be a book group uh, story. Why doesn't the son who's coming home go to his brother? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the father chases, in a sense, chases down the younger son, the wayward son. But there's isn't yeah. any talk of the son him. had no mention of like I should go to my brother and find out if there's like some way I could sneak into the sneak in the back way and like work quietly yeah. as a servant and just not starve to death or something. Yeah, you know? you know, how can I make it up to the family? Yeah, um, how can I restore the capital to the corporation that I embezzled? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It, it's it's interesting though. Uh, the the other the other um, story that that uh, that comes out of, of of this for me is um, that's that's kind of what family is for. Uh, the, the one of the one of the driving factors here um, is that, that kind of gets glossed over is while the rebellious son spent his uh we'll call it a fortune there's no actual reference that mm-hmm. it was a bunch of money uh i mean yeah he could have divided the dad could have divided his property between the two sons and like all right here's your buck 50 yeah <laughs> i mean it it doesn't say it was a it was a son it was a, a, a vast sum well and especially because this was the younger son mm-hmm. and in just about all middle eastern cultures at the time the older son would have been favored Right. And would have had more property than the younger son. Yeah. Um, so, but the, one of the, one of the driving factors is that there was a severe famine, mm-hmm. you know, theoretically in this fake story, uh, had it not been for the famine, younger son might've continued in, uh, <laughs> dissolute lo- uh, living, uh, ah, but did he live dissolutely? Yeah. Did he? Um, I mean, so, I mean, it does. Okay. Desolute living. Yes. But what, one of the fun things here is, um, <clears throat> ah, here it is in verse 30. Yes. Earlier it says desolute living. The older son ups the ante by saying, when this son of yours came back, who devoured your property with prostitutes, Right. But remember, that's a third party. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So we could have been the prostitutes. Well, <laughs> no, I, I I suppose my point was that might have just been the brother's point of view I and lashing that, out. I totally agree with you. That's actually where I was going with okay. it. Is that how would the, you know, at this point, the older brother hasn't made direct contact with the younger brother. Right. All he's heard According to this story, is the dude's back and there's going to be a party, right? Um, so yeah, that he's um, at the very least exaggerating, but more probably trying to um, create a rumor, right? Or you know, <laughs> fake news, however, whatever you want right, to call it, right? Right? About I heard he spent it all on, all on women and then punched children in yes. the face. <laughs> How dare you? Exactly. How dare you bring him back into the fold? <laughs> Start to harvest kidneys he's off got, of people. He's, he's got syphilis and gangrene. <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, 
So, but yeah, it, it, uh, my, my my going back to my point is uh, that uh, oh, sorry, no, no, that's okay. It, it was that that the 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 son chose his path, and that had it not like in my mind, had it not been for the famine, it wouldn't have come right. to this. Uh, which is again, I, I think for me, and maybe that's just because I'm a, a very like family centric uh, kind of uh, viewpoint, and I and I totally understand. Uh, people who who aren't Mm -hmm. uh uh, who have had a bad experience there especially um that's kind of what family is for like a famine is that's you know in in insurance terms that's act of god uh, 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 area you know what i mean like that's that is not that's not because uh that's not because he made poor financial choices and squandered it on whatever uh it it's uh that was outside of his control and and for me that's the other hidden part of the story is like Mm -hmm. that's that's when you know you need to know that you can count on on family and to come back when something completely outside your control derails your plans and you might have been very happy in that dissolution yeah and like yep this is exactly what i wanted (laughs) yeah So happy. All the property's gone, but I don't care because that's exactly what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Wait, there's no food? <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Like, yeah. you know, so uh, so it's it is it is uh, when we when our plans ill ill conceived or not uh, fall apart, uh, being able to come back to the father uh, and and um, yeah, and the other dimension welcome back in the other dimension that backs up what you're saying is that he went to a distant country. Mm-hmm. So he not only left his blood family, he also left his tribe. Right. And so even if you had a lousy, to use a modern term, nuclear family, you could always count on the rest of your community, your village, mm-hmm. um, to help you through famines and other bad times. But the younger son completely left the safety net. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing, nothing yeah. to catch him. Um, so that's a that's the other that's the other side of the story that I mm-hmm. that I that I gravitate towards. Um, anything else? No. Well, there's lots. Well, but... yeah. No, no, not for okay. this. Not for this hour. I'll t- I'll tell you one story because um, I'm pretty sure I've used it in a sermon here before, so I can't use it again. Is <laughs> I try, give it time. I try not to have reruns. Um, that the a parish I served um, about 15 years before I got there had a major rebuilding program. They expanded the worship space. They added uh, 10 stained glass windows, mm-hmm. big fundraising campaign. The one thing that no one would pay for was the prodigal son window mm-hmm. because no one wanted anyone to think that somewhere in their family was a prodigal son who is being memorialized with this window. And so the rector um, finally figured out that's what was the holdup on this one. And so he instead asked for donations for the parish window, that this one window would be a gift of the entire parish. And the money flowed in. It was very quickly paid for. Oh, 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 oh. Like, yeah. So so, so he st- stood up and was like, we're the father in this story. 
Anyone want to give a fattened fattened calf? Right. Fattened calf, anybody? Fattened calf? <laughs> oh yeah, you yeah, we're the generous ones now. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. I got it. <laughs> generous and forgiving. Um The Reverend Roy Shipling. He gets full credit for that. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, let's then call up to a close this year podcast for March 27th, 2022, the fourth Sunday in Lent. We're almost there, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, as always, we encourage you to uh, join us in worship, uh, either uh, live and in person on Sunday at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., uh, or uh, online, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, service will be broadcast live at HFEC Videos on YouTube uh, and will be available thereafter. Uh, links to the bulletin are on the website, links to all manner of things, uh, including uh, the knowledge as to what movie it is this uh, <laughs> coming up for this month. I hate a pop quiz. <laughs> Just mercy. Thank Just you. mercy. Um uh, is all available on uh, the website. They do a great job of uh, putting everything up there. Definitely. Uh, so, uh, please feel free to visit that. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.